0: I am so glad to have Marcus Cleaver with us today. Mr. Cleaver has a master's in law followed by three years teaching at Huddersfield University. Then he worked three years at legislation.gov.uk and he is currently coming up to three years now working on West Law. And in the meantime, Mr. Cleaver has has developed his own YouTube channel, as well as his podcast called UK Law Weekly, which updates on recent Supreme Court, UK Supreme Court cases. So, Mr. Cleaver, um, just the first question, quite general and quite, um, I guess, generic. Why did you decide to pursue law in the first place?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh, It's a real privilege to be here. And and please uh, just call me Marcus. That's (laughs) totally fine. Um, uh, Honestly, the reason I decided to pursue law in the first place was because I thought it was going to make me a lot of money. Um, And that's like the honest answer. Um, I thought I was going to go and sort of like, you know, go to a big city firm and make loads of money and, you know, sort of do that sort of traditional lawyer thing that you kind of see in TV shows and movies where it's like you're working all day just to try and sort of finish this case and, you know, and and I sort of soon realised that that was kind of a, a bad motivation for going into the law, you know, it, it's, it's not as dramatic or as sort of high profile as it seems in those TV shows and in those movies. Um, and so my original motivation sort of changed. And as I did my law degree, um, I sort of ended up sort of really pursuing it for the intellectual engagement. So I found it, you know, really challenging and it developed certain skills, you know, like my writing skills and, you know, argument, argumentation skills and things like that. So, um, I went in it for, I went into it for the wrong reasons. And I think I'd like to think that I've stayed in it for the right reasons.
0: Yes, that's really interesting. So you touched upon how you like the intellectual engagement with it. So can you just tell us more about like, is there any particular field of law that um, you have been um, spending your time in?
1: Yeah, I think there's quite a few, really. Um, I suppose that one of the areas where I'm most interested in, um, and this was where my master's was based around, is an area called jurisprudence, which is uh, uh, essentially the philosophy of law. Um, And I find that really interesting just because there's different thinkers through the ages. And when I say through the ages, I really mean it because, you know, you can really trace it back to Plato if you want to go back far enough. And there's different sides to different arguments within jurisprudence about, you know, what is the correct way to think about law. And on a day-to-day basis, it's very easy to get into the idea of sort of, you know, one side of the argument versus another side of the argument you know within sort of like say a divorce case or something like that and I think jurisprudence is really interesting because it sort of says well let's just take a step back and let's think about the nature of law itself you know some philosophers would argue that you know we shouldn't even have a legal system and that kind of revolutionary thinking is 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 really interesting um and it, it it adds a political dimension to the debate as well which is which is something that's quite fascinating too so yeah i guess if, if there was one area that i had to pick out where that element of debate comes in it, it's it's jurisprudence you know just because of that higher level debate um although i suppose there is other other areas you know within say family law or tort law or criminal law where you know there's more everyday debates
0: Yes, that sounds really interesting. So, um, you said that you were interested in, in jurisprudence. Like, was it different from what you originally expect you would be? For instance, like maybe criminal law. I guess a lot of young students are aspiring to like become a, I guess a, an attorney or like a barrister or something like that. Have you ever thought about that, or were you this kind of like intellectual person like wants to get into academia? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah I mean I definitely sort of pursued down the academia route but then you know when I was when I was teaching at Huddersfield you know one of the courses that I was responsible for was was mooting and mooting is um, you know you have like a mock courtroom and the students both take two sides of an argument and they go away and do the research and um, you know then argue that case as if it was a real court case and present it as if they were Barristers or solicitor advocates. And, you know, so I definitely sort of have a familiarity with that side. And, you know, I think for any aspiring young law students, I think, I think something like mooting is 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 really worth, you know, getting into. As for me, you know, I think there are there are interesting debates to be had within every single subject area within law. So if it is criminal law or if it is family law or immigration law that someone is really interested in, I guess, you know, part of my advice to them would be to think about what are the central debates within that particular area of the legal system. Obviously you're going to be having debates about within a particular case. So an immigration case might be, should someone stay in the UK or should they be deported from the UK? But there's going to be a wider question there about, you know, what should our deportation policy be? And I think that that's kind of one of the things that I try and get across in my podcast as well, is sort of, let's try and think about not only the case that we have in front of us, but also what's the higher level, what is this saying about our legal system and our political system and our economic system um, within that thing? So yeah, definitely sort of, for any students, just think about those areas that they're sort of interested in, but try and think about um, the debates to be had within that area.
0: Yes, I re- totally agree with that. And um so you talked about how um you're doing a podcast and um I've wa- I've I've listened to loads of it. I really liked it. Um so do you think that was your greatest I mean greatest accomplishment um or do you think um you have other accomplishments that you're more more proud of?
1: Um it's difficult to say really. I I, I, I... When you're talking about defining an accomplishment, I guess different people will see that in different ways. And my aim throughout my professional career, but also, you know, my side career doing things on YouTube or with podcasts or things like that, has just always been to sort of try and help people as much as I can. So when I define my greatest accomplishment or something like that, it would definitely be in the context of have I helped you know law students to achieve the grades that they want and um, you know a lot I get a lot of positive feedback you know from the podcast and I think that has quite a wide audience because it's not just law students you know whether that's a level or doing their degree or professional solicitors you know I think everyone's interested in those cases and get something from them so it, it does help a lot of people but I'd probably say greatest accomplishment was sort of, you know, starting the YouTube channel and probably getting that up to a good number of subscribers. And, you know, a lot of the comments on the YouTube channel are consistently very positive because I think that people um, get a lot out of them and it helps them to maybe understand things that they either maybe misunderstood in a lecture or wasn't explained to them very well or or simply the fact that you can press pause on a YouTube video which you can't always do if someone's explaining something live in a lecture although I guess there are more recordings now.
0: Yes definitely like I watched one of your videos on um, the human rights one I think it was really um, fascinating and it was really clear to me like as like a beginner of law of learning law, like what it's all about. So um um so what is your main drive behind creating podcasts and website like what how did you thought of creating podcasts for like just just talking about UK Supreme Court as well as doing the whole YouTube channel?
1: Um the YouTube channel started first and I started that when I was still a lecturer and one of the reasons that, or motivations behind it was um <sighs> Kind of like a simplicity thing at first so i had a lot of students who would come up to me and say i wasn't able to attend this lecture can you sort of explain to me what i missed and you, you sort of smile and sort of say well that, that was a 50 minute lecture and I can't, I can't really be giving it out sort of you know three or four times to the different people who missed this lecture um and so the idea originally was just basically to sort of create these videos that hopefully people would be able to look at and they would be able to understand. And if they did miss the lecture that I was giving on a particular topic, then there would be a a video to be referred to. And so I, I, there wasn't any expectation when I started the YouTube channel to that, I would have any subscribers at all. You know, it was just sort of like, here's a YouTube link. If you're struggling, then, you know, you might find this useful. Um, and then as I, put more videos up there it sort of became obvious that it wasn't just students at Huddersfield University who were finding it popular, uh, finding it useful sorry, um, it was sort of students across the UK and, and even further afield you know a, a, a lot of the YouTube videos are about EU law so I have a lot of students from Ireland and Malta and places like that who um, have found it useful as well. Um, And so it sort of grew. So then when I left Huddersfield, um, I sort of continued to do it, even though I wasn't teaching anymore, um, just because of the popularity. Um, And then the podcast kind of emerged out of that. It was sort of like, well, how, what else can I do? And I think one of the things was that when I, when I left Huddersfield, you know, because I wasn't teaching anymore, there wasn't the same obligation on me to try and keep up with the latest developments in the law. So I was thinking, well, what's the best way that I can do this personally? And that was sort of, you know, reading those um, different legal cases, but in particular, the Supreme Court cases, because obviously that's the highest court in the land. So they're the most influential decisions. And then, of course, I just thought, well, if I'm reading this, you know, there's going to be other people who would want a breakdown of this so i shouldn't really just hog this knowledge to myself i should try and explain those decisions to other people and so um yeah again again (laughs) the sort of podcast emerged out of that and you know it was a similar thing with the youtube channel in terms of growth i was doing it for my own benefit really as much you know originally because i just wanted to sort of have something that i could you know it would prompt me to read the supreme court cases but then it grew in popularity because more people sort of also found it useful. So um, that that was kind of where it came from.